Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. Here we are still living in the age post The Last Jedi, which is an interesting age, is it not? Star Wars Twitter seems to be ablaze every day. The Star Wars podcasting world seems to be in uh, civil wars every day. Uh, I'm glad you guys are joining us here in the Force Center Podcast feed. I like to think of, us our, think of ourselves as a pool of calm tranquility and common sense in this world with an occasional burst of frustration and an occasional burst of anger towards Chewbacca Mom. That's all we do here 
at Force Center. Glad you guys are here for a special edition of Spotlight Star Wars. Why is it a special edition? I don't know. This seems special to me. I don't know. It's 2018. Let's start calling things special just to get us a happier feeling, right? I don't know. Don't listen to me. I'm recording this late on a Saturday night, so I get this out to you guys. But there's much to talk about. Have you guys watched that documentary, The Toys That Made Us? It's a four-part series now. I think there's going to be four more parts on the way. It's on Netflix. Highly recommended. Episode one is the story of the Star Wars toys. And we talk about toys a lot here. We love our toys. Just a couple weeks ago on Spotlight Star Wars, we talked about how I can't stop buying them and what that means. I've done a pretty good job since then. Reined in my finances, my uh, clamped down on the budget, and, and that's why I have uh, not purchased as, purchased as much Star Wars toys as I have wanted. But the point is, I still want them. Uh, and the toys that made us, it is great. They're so far the ones I've watched about Star Wars, Barbie, G.I. Joe, He-Man, fantastic stuff. I am truly of that generation. These are the toys that made us and continue. I continue to just be blown away by the phenomenon of Star Wars toys and what it was back then. And this documentary really does kind of shed a light on the uh, how how rare it was at the time for the success of the Star Wars toys. And in some ways, I still think it is rare. You don't have movie toys just exploding the way Star Wars did and did for a run up until about, you know, 83, 84. I know the Kenner line went to about 85. Um, and then when it comes back, it comes back again and recreates this forever. There's absolutely other things to collect. There's other things that get big. But uh, even though, you know, Lord of the Rings has toys and Legos and all those things, it didn't, it doesn't, you know, explode. You, they're collected and, and collectibles, but it's not the level. We, we talked about um, before here about Indiana Jones just never seemed to, catch on and always had some kind of problems with their figures and infamous problems with their figures uh, at times. Funko Pops are definitely a thing that's caught on, but it's not like one specific movie that has caught on. I think there's always been struggles. And after Star Wars, after 77, 78, when the Kenner line really kicks into gear, it's, it's, it's really 78, 79, after that, many people tried. Didn't work. It didn't catch on. You know, you're looking at Battlestar Galactica, Clash of the Titans, all those kind of things that just didn't catch on. So it's still impressive to me. Television based toys worked prior to Star Wars. Uh, original lines, Barbie, G.I. Joe, especially Barbie, of course, that stuff was there. But as the documentary series explains, it was this is the first time on this level a movie caught on. But George Lucas was there, thought about it, knew about it, wanted it. Kenner took this chance in, in Cincinnati. Uh, no other uh, company, uh, large-scale company, wanted this. Uh, fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff to learn that the deal was still kind of going. This deal still needed to be put into place well after A New Hope. You get a little bit more insight into the Kenner uh, uh, box fiasco and, and uh, campaign and the reasons for it. They, Kenner just didn't have time to make this. Lucas kind of uh, settled on this stuff and kind of held back information because you didn't want leaks and all the you know it, it's fascinating stuff. And then the story of how we get three and three quarter figures. If you haven't checked out the series, how they came to that number, amazing stuff. Just wanted to talk about that up top. 
uh, the toys, they make us. These Star Wars toys make us. And there's, a, I think, a psychologist is speaking in there. Psychologist of toys is what I'm going to call him. And he talked about the phenomenon of why this stuff works to this level, and specifically Star Wars. And I think it's because, you know, if you're a fan and beyond just a fan, we obviously know there is a, a next level. Beyond just like, oh, I like that stuff. Uh, if you're like, you want to take it home with it. The only way you can take something like Star Wars home with you is going to a store and purchasing a piece of that property and putting it in your hand. So if you're holding a Darth Vader, Darth Vader figure, I don't know who Darth Vader is, but I want to meet him. He's, he's, uh, he's not specific enough of a villain for me. But Darth Vader, if you're holding a Vader figure in your hand, I mean, you have a piece of the movie. You have a connection to it. And when I display the stuff in my office or in my home, it's like I'm saying, I, I connect to this thing. See that thing there? That means something to me. Some base-level psychology, and I do love it. The phenomenon of Star Wars toys will roll on, I'm sure. Check out the toys that made us. They are not a sponsor, nor is Netflix, but check them out. I have some questions I want to get to and spend a little bit more time on the questions. I've got some good ones. Some are, I will say, almost grievances, and we have Star Wars counseling with Joseph Scrimshaw here on the feed. And in the age of The Last Jedi, when a lot of people do have grievances from the movie, I think uh, um, I don't want to step on Joseph to- Joseph's to- uh, toes or his toys, which is what I was trying to say in my brain. Uh, I don't want to step on the him. Uh, that is what he does so well. So if you have a grievance, go over there. But some people using the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars included me on some stuff here that I thought I, I want to discuss here. And since they didn't, they didn't phrase it with, with a grievance. So we weren't like, Hey, I have a problem with this. It was just a general question. Uh, some of them were tagged to four center. I just kind of want to, I want to, I want to be able to answer it here. You okay with that? I think you get where I'm going, right? All right. So we got some good stuff coming in here. And Paul Wright writes in at PS Wright 80 says, doesn't the Yoda and Obi-Wan story in the anthology book, A Certain Point of View, further contradict the no, there is another line from Empire Strikes Back? I think it's a great question, so I'm going to dive in, because I love that story. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out from a certain point of view, that book, the 40, uh, 40th anniversary of the New Hope book, telling stories from characters all throughout the movie from a certain point of view, from their point of view. And we do go to, we do go to Yoda on Dagobah. I love uh, love that story. I don't want to rehash it here or remix it too much for you guys. Check it out. But the gist of it is that Yoda was looking forward to training Leia. And I believe thought Leia was the chosen one or should have been the chosen one. And Obi-Wan arrives. Freshly minted ghost Obi-Wan. Still learning how to sit on a log. Shows up and says it's time to train the chosen one. I'm paraphrasing here. And that chosen one in his mind is, of course, Luke, which I love. I love the battle of prophecy in Star Wars. I love that you can get it wrong. You can say it wrong. You can think it wrong. You can put all your eggs in one prophecy basket and that can take, you, take, uh, take things and maybe even the universe and the galaxy down the wrong path. Just talk to Qui-Gon, right? But Obi-Wan still believes. He believes it's Luke. Believes he'll be the one, but Yoda believes it's Leia. Acquiesces to his ghost friend there and agrees, all right, bring the boy to me it will be a few years before that happens so flash to empire strikes back we all know as luke flies away rushes off to save his friends and maybe face down vader on cloud city 
And Luke's heading off with all that vim and vigor of a young, naive Jedi in training, something we will see again in the Star Wars saga. Just not with Luke in that role. Yoda, of course, says, no, there is another to Obi-Wan. So the question is, uh, you know, does this contradict that point? Uh, Does it... um does Yoda mean now, Paul? I don't know specifically. Are you talking about? Does Yoda mean there could it could be Ray? There is one beyond that, or is it just that you think it contradicts uh, maybe something in canon? This idea that maybe uh, it would be it would be weird three years or so after this argument kind of seemed to have start between Yoda and Obi Wan that they wouldn't have discussed this and that. Yoda could have just said, Leia's another one. Um, well, you know, that sometimes maybe goes into the idea that Luke hadn't, uh, excuse me, Lucas hadn't set his heart on Leia being Luke's sister. There's some thoughts and some some stuff there that, that, that came later on, that came during the making of or the preparation, the pre-production writing of Return of the Jedi, that it could have been someone else, that it could have been Luke's sister, but not Leia. So he left it open there maybe to see what do you want to do, which is fascinating. And, and some people maybe use that as a criticism of Return of the Jedi, that it just made the world too small, that it's lag. I think now, especially some of the events in The Last Jedi, it pays off. So does it contradict that moment in the film that this story, approximately three years earlier, takes place and the conversation happens? Uh, you know what, Paul? I can't directly answer your question. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a contradiction, though, but I think, like in true Star Wars fashion, you're going to hear me say this again, it's, it's from a certain point of view. I think if, you, if you're in the Star Wars story bubble, I think right here what you have to imagine is that debate started then with Obi-Wan showing back up in ghost form to Yoda on Dagobah, and Obi-Wan says, hey, the, the kid's ready. I've been out there watching him. Events are happening. I'm dead now. But Luke is the one. It's time to get this going. And Yoda says, no, no, it's not. But I'll train him. So in the time in between, I think we might discover that this debate raged on. Now, if you take into effect some of the new Marvel stuff going on and the adventures that happen from the end of New Hope to the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, Luke was tied up in a lot of adventures, a lot of personal journeys, uh, I think some of the stuff going on right now in the in the Ashes of Jeddah arc on the Marvel mainline are fascinating, fascinating insight into Luke not sure at this time, with, learning some new things about what it takes to be a Jedi, what it means to be a Jedi, or more things about the Force, and he's not not all on board yet. He's still kind of struggling. So maybe the now in canon version that we all can uh, will learn or or can 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 maybe just accept in our own head canon right now is that. There was a reason it took that long. From that moment that uh, Yoda says, hey, I don't think he's the one, but all right, find my new ghost friend. Bring the boy to me. I'll train him. Uh, From that point until Empire Strikes Back, I I think maybe the debate raged on, and maybe Obi-Wan was like, oh, the kid's still not ready. Timing has has to be right. We got to work on this. We got to make sure it's right. So maybe, maybe it's something like that. But... Does you know maybe maybe the question Paul more specifically is does it take away from that moment? And I don't think it does. I, I again I think if you just say that in Empire Strikes Back that uh, in Empire that that Yoda saying that to Obi Wan no there is another is kind of like 
his final stamp on the argument. And that is the X-Wing flies away. Yoda says, no, there is another. And Obi-Wan has to kind of say, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Uh, I will discuss this more, Paul. I think we can take this over to Force Center as well. But I, I just wanted to address that. I think it's a great question. Uh, but this is also what I love that the new Star Wars canon does. Uh, we now have a little more answers. And sometimes there's weird contradictions. Sometimes there's weird little moments. From a certain point of view, has a few of those. Where some things seem to contradict some other things in other stories. And it's just, hey, you know what? Part of the fun of Star Wars. The Return of the Jedi novelization still will have you believe that Owen Lars was Obi-Wan's brother, which at the time was probably considered true. So, from a certain point of view, is a valuable phrase in Star Wars, is it not? I think it absolutely is. And I take that phrase into the next question here that revolves around Luke's map. Uh, we have addressed it a little bit here in Force Center. I'm sure it's something we'll address uh, on Star Wars Counseling, Past, Present, and Future, the map to Skywalker uh, in Force Awakens, which is kind of the dr- uh, driving uh, driving plot point, a bit of a MacGuffin in Force Awakens, and now pays off here in Last Jedi with Luke basically saying, you know, how did you find me? And it's uh, created some questions, some confusion. And Luke Schubert at the Luke Schubert reached out to me on Twitter and included actually Pablo Hidalgo in the tweet. Pablo loves that. But uh, Luke, I don't know if you're a follower or listener of Force Center. I get a lot of people uh, following me, watching me over on Collider, and they don't yet transition over to Force Center. Hope you guys do. Um, but I'll, I'll try to address this as best I can. And, and he asked this uh, in a three-part tweet. He says, I keep hearing people say that the map in The Force Awakens isn't a map to Luke, rather a map to the first Jedi Temple. I was wondering when in the film it says it, because I can think of many times in the film people say it's a map leading to Skywalker himself. It then goes and provides a lot of the incidents, uh, uh, instances, I should say, that, that this is uh, true, that the people say it's a map to Skywalker. They say it pretty directly. I mean, Kylo says it to Lor Santeca early on, and that's what Luke points out, the map to Skywalker. We know you found it. Uh, Poe says a droid has a map that leads straight to Skywalker. Snoke says that about the uh, Resistance getting BB-8. They'll get that droid, they'll get the map, leading them to The Last Jedi. Uh, Maz says a map to Skywalker himself and says that as well. So, what does that mean? Is it a, is it a, a plot hole? Uh, what's the, the thing? I think the confusion or the question, and Luke, this is a, a great question you've, you've brought up here, might be just how Luke reacts, because in Force Awakens, there is this map to Skywalker. That's what we keep hearing. Uh, it is, though, a map to the Jedi Temple, and that we know. Han addresses it, and uh, Luke does point that out in one of his tweets here. Luke Schubert, not Luke Skywalker, uh, saying that uh, Han is the, is the one that says it most prominently when he's talking to Ray and Finn, but he's not talking about the map. He's talking about where people assumed Luke Skywalker may have gone. And I think there therein lies the truth. Han is telling the truth of the situation. Because everyone just believes Luke went searching for the first Jedi temple. That's where we believe he is. And then this map emerges. And they're looking for Luke. And if you are looking for Luke Skywalker, and you can't reach out, because he's now, as we know, turned off the Force... So Leia just can't reach out to feel him. He is off the grid. And then here's a, there's a map, and you start hearing about it. And people knew and assumed Lor Santeca would have something to do with that. And this probably goes to some of the adventures 
and work Luke and Lor Senteca did following the events of Return of the Jedi, which is something we know they had their, their little trip around the galaxy. So you have all that brewing. And I think Luke Schubert asking this question, I say to you, I think this is a matter of from a certain point of view. I think this is if you're out fighting your way through the galaxy and you're looking for Luke Skywalker and someone says, I think he went looking for the first Jedi temple. Lor Santeca has a map to the first Jedi temple. I think you would then start just kind of referring to it as the map to Skywalker, the map to Luke. Is it like a Kleenex tissue type of situation where we just call it Kleenex when that's a brand and you can get some non-Kleenex brand tissues for your nose? I think it might be that case. I just also think it's a matter of it's easier to refer to it. It's stronger to refer to it in a movie as the map to Skywalker. We're looking for Skywalker. This thing that we have here that this droid has is important. It's important because we believe it is a map to Skywalker. It'd be less powerful to say this droid has a map to the first Jedi temple, which we assume Luke Skywalker is out. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, of writing it and being more dramatic. And, and I, another example of that is in The Last Jedi, where I think, I think I've talked about it Collider in the main show here in Force Center. I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but when Vice Admiral Holdo says, Holdo says, you know, there's 400 of us left. Three cruisers, 400, that's all that's left of the resistance. You're led to believe that's all that's left. And at the end of the movie, the Millennium Falcon, that's all that's left. And in truth, uh, that's not actually what's going on. But hey, it makes sense. It's easier to explain. We already know from Battlefront 2, there's some characters sent off to the Outer Rim to find some context. I think if you read the visual dictionary, there's some little clues and addresses that, you know, there's other evacuations going on. This, I think, will open the door for Snap Wexley. And uh, it was a Commander Satura and, and Jess Pava, these characters. And this is, you know, where we have discussed before. I think they're out and about doing something important in the galaxy, trying to help their other people who are resisting and are part of the resistance or resistance allies that will allow us to have other stories be told in between The Last Jedi and Episode Nine. And again, so when, when Holdo stands up there and says, 400, that's all that's left right here, it's just stronger, better than her saying, hey, there's 400 of us left. Well, well there's, there's two going to that part. Um, we sent three others over here. We had, you know, because the resistance, though not big and, and widespread and funded, um, well, by any government. Again, it's kind of a private force here. You know, they had some operations elsewhere. Other things going on, right? So I think all that, I say all that to go back to this moment, that I think we're, we're, digging, we're digging into it deeply because I think we... It's understandable, I guess is what I'm trying to say, that we're digging into it. Because Force Awakens has this, quote, map to Skywalker. It is said. It is referred to. It is... It is it is addressed as a map to Skywalker. Then, when we learn that it's it's a broken map, there's a part missing. Who is the one that comes back to life and says, oh, you know, here's the rest of the map. You got a tiny part. I got the big part. Yeah, it's R2-D2. 
And with the flashback in The Force Awakens that we do get, we know that R2 and Luke were together at some point during the before Luke went missing. They were off on some sort of adventure. We believe then it might have been the Jedi Temple burning, and we know now it was the Jedi Temple burning, kind of the last time we see them on screen together before their reunion in The Last Jedi. So it would seem weird, right? BB-8's got the little part of the map. Hey, the rest is missing. R2's like, oh, I'm awake now for some kind of weird magical reason. Here we go. I got it. Put it together. This is the map to Luke. So when Luke in The Last Jedi is kind of upset for being found, and how did you find me? How did you find me? I went to a place where I cannot be found, and, and here you are. He's upset. It does raise the question. That's why it's a fair question. Again, I just think it's how it was referred the map to Skywalker. And then R2 gives gives us the map. Well, consider this. As we saw in The Last Jedi, R2 doesn't want his former friend and master to stay on that island. He doesn't like the idea that he's hiding out there. R2 knows what's going on. R2 has always known what's going on. He went into low power mode. Maybe R2 was a bit depressed. He is a pretty powerful and uh, special droid with his own personality. So Luke runs off. R2 was there at the Jedi Temple. Maybe he's depressed too. So he shuts down, but he comes back to life. Uh, he wasn't completely off. Low power mode to me, to me means, and I don't know the specifics of an astromech and low power mode, but I still think he's functional. It's not quite Han and Carbonite, but I think he's just kind of like, if you're having a conversation in front of low power mode R2, he can still hear you and he's taking notes. So I think he comes back. I think BB-8 showing up. Maybe BB-8's like, I got some map. R2, you want to look? And R2's like, oh, ah, I have the other part of it, which causes BB-8 to be like, oh, oh, hey, 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 po, 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 I got the map. I got the other part of the map. Yay. That's how I interpret BB-8 sounding. So I think R2 took it upon himself in that situation. A bit of personal headcanon for me. But I think R2 took it upon himself to come back to fully formed, functional, full power, and lead them to Luke. You know, I don't think R2 was on that adventure. I think he had the map. Maybe it was for research purposes. Maybe Luke was like, just keep it just in case early on. Five or six years prior, maybe Luke was more like, I need to go away and think for a while, and then R2 all be over here. Don't tell anybody. And then, you know, Luke goes into more of depression, thinks more about his failures, and is more worn down by it. And that leads us to Luke we find in The Last Jedi. But again, as we have learned, as we've seen, R2 wants him back. Luke wishes he could make R2 understand, but he wants him back. So that leads to some confusion of why Luke was upset or why Luke would specifically say, how did you find me? I went to a place I could not be found. And if you're like, well, but Luke left a map. I don't think Luke necessarily left a map. I think he had a map. I think there was a map. And I think, much like a game of telephone, it might have started from, I think Luke's at the Jedi Temple. 
the first one. Where is that? We don't know. This guy might know. Some other people might know. Let's go try to find it. Ah, this guy, Lor Santeca, has a map to the last Jedi uh, location, the, the first Jedi temple. And maybe it starts from lore. Like, oh, I'm sure he's out there. Here's the map to Skywalker. It's hope. There's hope in that line. We're looking for him to save the galaxy. This little map, there's a lot of hope in it. It is the map to Skywalker. I just feel it in my gut. You know, the opening moments of episode seven are Poe saying, you got the map? Laura Sintek is like, yep, he might be there. Just not as strong, not as powerful. So I can't answer maybe as good as other people, but I think that's where my head goes with it. I think it's fair to say uh, that it was a map to Skywalker. I, I, I wouldn't want to argue with anyone that, no, it wasn't a map to Skywalker. Don't refer to it as that. I think it's fair to refer to that as that. But I just think the intent is a little different. The meaning of that line isn't so much a literal map to Luke Skywalker. It is the map to the Jedi Temple. I think it is... It is a it is a hopeful meaning. So that's my answer. I know Joseph has talked about this. I know we'll talk about it again here on Force Center. It's a fair question. And since this was sent to me online, I wanted to address it here on Spotlight Star Wars. Hope that answers it there for you guys. One final question here. One final thing here as we roll on. Hope you guys are still hanging with me on this one here today. This comes from Christian Thorpe. At Until Valhalla, love that name, powerful Twitter handle there. He asks us, "Hey, why have Kenobi? Why have the Kenobi and Palpatine theories been swept away?" This is referring to Ray. Just because her parents were no one doesn't mean Gramps wasn't. Um, surely, if greatness can come from nothing, nothing can come from greatness. That's a great thought and a great question. Now, I still think. Um, unless it's changed, that Kylo was really telling the truth. Uh, it just is a powerful choice. It is Ray's one big fear. You, your parents are nothing. So what this question is saying is, all right, let's accept that her parents are nothing. But the Kenobi and even the more crazier but sometimes more fun Palpatine theories were never about Kenobi and Palpatine being her father. It was grandfather. So yeah, maybe we don't jettison those yet. We don't put those theories in the escape pod. It could come back into play. Who knows what J.J. will do? I think, though, that or that Ryan was making this powerful choice and that, that the choices in her entire line was, was nothing because a lot of Jedi's lines are, are really nothing. You know, a lot of Jedi are just Force-sensitive children. Good old broom kid, I don't think, is going to be revealed to be the son of anybody. And I don't think, also think we're going to see much more broom kid, at least not on the big screen. I'm sure at one point maybe we get a broom kid comic series. All right, would you guys be okay with that? So it will still be fun to speculate responsibly over Kenobi being her grandfather. Palpatine, I don't think, is uh, is, is going to be the case. But I I always was... Tickled by the idea that Palpatine was her grandfather. There's something about that. But I don't think we're going to get Dark Ray anymore. I think we got Ray as dark as we're going to get her. But the idea of it being Kenobi 
uh, but Kenobi being her grandfather, it's still interesting. It's still something I'd kind of want. But I wish, if it was true, I would wish then that we had dealt with that when Luke was alive on the planet. Or the planets. Uh, Ghost Luke dealing with it will be fine, but there would be a little bit more impact of this revelation. But again, I I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, Again, truly, you're absolutely right, Christian, here. Uh, Surely if greatness can come from nothing, nothing can come from greatness. Uh, There is uh, a lot of next generation uh, kids of of superstars or actors, and they go into other things. They don't exactly follow in the footsteps. So could uh, Kenobi's uh, offspring, if he had one or two or three, whatever, uh, become a a drunk um, drifter on on Jakku? Absolutely. Cut off. Uh, I just uh, I don't think we're going to see that, but it will be fun to speculate. So if you guys still have a good theory, it's speculate responsibly. Could Ray still have that line? Ray theories, I think, are not going away. But we're going away for right now, guys. That is Spotlight Star Wars for this week. This is what, the 93rd episode. Been with you guys for a long time. Force Center is only getting stronger in 2018. Be part of that adventure. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can like our page there. Follow us on Twitter at Fort Center Pod. We are available on Podomatic, Podomatic Mobile, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Check us out on those locations. T Public, we got merch. And patreon.com slash Center support. We have reached one goal. It's the commentary goal. We're going to do a movie uh, commentary for one of the Star Wars movies. Poll will go up on uh, on that soon. We'll be Joseph, Jennifer, and I are meeting soon to talk uh, uh, for center business. That's going to be one of the first things on the docket. Scheduling that. We want to thank you guys for helping us reach our goal. New goals on there. That is it for now. We'll see you next week or next time on Spotlight Star Wars. May that force thing kind of, sort of, always remain around. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.